In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read some verses from Galatians chapter 5, starting from verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. Uh, in this actually verses, St. Paul speaks to us about the fruit of the Spirit. And we differentiate between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts are tools that God granted each one of us to help one another and to serve one another. But the fruit is the uh, outcome of my relationship with God and me being filled with the Spirit. You can have the gift without the fruit. But the gift without the fruit will not help you. People will say to God, in your name we prophesy. In your name we perform miracles. In your name we cast out demons. But the Lord will say to them, depart from me, evil doers, I do not know you. Also St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, said, if I have all knowledge and if I have faith to move mountain, but I don't have love, which is the fruit of the Spirit, I am nothing. If I speak in tongues of angels and earth, but if I don't have love, it's nothing. So, fruit actually of the Spirit is very important because it will show us uh, that we are filled with the Spirit. It is indication and manifestation that we are filled in the Spirit and we are growing day after day in the love of God. We notice in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, St. Paul said, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, etc. Maybe we should say that St. Paul made a grammar mistake here because he mentioned nine fruits, but he said the fruit of Spirit is. He did not say the fruits of the Spirit are. 
Actually, no, there is no grammar mistake here. But it is one fruit has nine dimension. Meaning, you cannot have one fruit without the rest. They are nine. You cannot have one or two or three out of nine. Once you are bearing the fruit of spirit in your life, this means you will have the nine fruits together. And they classified these nine into three groups. The first group, love, joy, and peace. Second group, long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. Third group, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This classification also reflects our relationship with God, my relationship with the other, my relationship with myself. So, when I have a strong relationship with God, I will have the first three fruit, love, joy, and peace. As St. Paul said in Romans, the love of God is poured in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Also, the Lord told us, I will see you, and you will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from me. Also, the Lord said, My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, so I do. So we can see that love, joy, and peace are from are the result of my relationship with God. When I have a strong relationship with God, I will have love, I will have joy, I will have peace. The second group is about our relationship with one another. So, when I am filled with the Spirit, number one, I will be long-suffering. Long-suffering, I have the fruit of long-suffering, meaning what? Long-suffering means literally the ability to suffer for a long time. That's long-suffering means. The ability to suffer for a long time. So, when I am filled with the Spirit and I have this strong relationship with God, I will endure. I will suffer. And I will be able to suffer for a long time. I will not be a complainer. Whatever my brother does to bother me, I will endure and I will accept. That is the fruit of long suffering. The second one, kindness. I'll be kind. I will not be harsh. I will not be cruel. But in my relationship with others, I will show kindness. And the third one is goodness. 
Goodness means to do good to other, good deeds, charitable deeds toward the others. So the first group, my relationship with God, love, joy, and peace. Second group, my relationship with others, long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. The third group is my relationship with myself, which is faithfulness. I'll be faithful. I have integrity. And gentleness. The person will be gentle. His character, we say he is a gentle person. And self-control, I will be able to control myself. So, the last three fruits about my relationship with God. When I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I will be gentle, I will be faithful, and also I will have self-control. So, my relationship with God, love, joy, peace, my relationship with one another, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, with myself, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I noticed that in the last few years, we are not actually kind to one another. We are very harsh to one another. We are not sensitive to each other feeling, which actually is a manifestation that we are not filled with the Spirit because we don't have the fruit of kindness. So I'd like to speak with you tonight about kindness. Kindness is a heart that feels for others and shows compassion toward others. Heart that feels the suffering, the pain, sensitive in choosing my words, I'll be careful lest this word will hurt you. Also, my heart will be full of compassion toward you. That's kindness. Long-suffering, as I told you, is enduring those who bother us. But kindness is to feel for others, sympathize with them, and goodness is to do good to others. Feel with others even if you don't agree with them. Meaning, if somebody, for example, stole money, I can empathize with him. I can see the world from his own eyes. Maybe he stole money to feed his family. Although I don't approve stealing, and I'm against stealing, but I can see the world from their own eyes. 
Recently, I was meeting with a family that they have some concern about their children. And uh, the path in life that they choose. And although I don't agree on the way they are conducting their life, but I communicated to their parents that I feel sorry for these children. I know that now in our time we are breathing sin. We are breathing. Sin is around us everywhere. When we were in their age, it was totally different. So although I don't agree on the way they are conducting themselves, but I can understand and I can feel for them, this is called kindness. This kindness will help you not to be judgmental, but rather to be understanding and helpful, and you can support these people. That's why kindness is one aspect of our love toward others. If I really love you, I I will be kind toward you. I will not be harsh to you. that's why in Second Peter chapter 1, from verse 5 to 7, St. Peter is saying, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. So St. Peter is saying every day we need to add to our faith. Every day we need to add to our faith. What do we need to add to our faith? He said, add to your faith virtue works, because faith without work is dead. So it's not enough to say, I have faith. No, you need to add to your faith virtue, work. And to faith and virtue, you need to add knowledge. Why knowledge? Knowledge is the discernment. St. Anthony the Great said, any virtue you practice without discernment, without wisdom, can turn into a vice. For example, if someone abusing drugs and said, I need to help him, so you give him money, because he doesn't have money, then he's using the money to buy more drugs. Here, you want to do something good, but because there is no discernment, you hurt him. Can you imagine if the father gave his son who was in the 
far country money after he finished all his money I'm speaking about the prodigal son do you believe this son would have returned? absolutely not so need to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge you need to add also self-control practicing any virtue need self-control you need to push yourself you need to control yourself to do what's right and also in practicing any virtue you need to be patient you need to have perseverance many times Abuna gave you a spiritual rule or canon in prayer for example and you may follow this rule for three, four, five days and after this you say I cannot anymore I am tired you don't persevere you don't push yourself that's why he said add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance you need to add godliness godliness is the fear of God inside you is the love of God inside you you cannot have perseverance and self-control and knowledge discernment you cannot have all of this if there is no fear of God inside you from within that's why he said add to this godliness then to God, God, godliness you need to add kindness kindness that's what I was speaking about tonight brotherly control you need actually to show kindness in dealing with one another but some people are kind but it is a fake kindness it's hypocrisy that's why he said to kindness you need to add love genuine love that's why I told you kindness is one aspect of love otherwise your kindness if there is no love it will be hypocrisy just you show that you love you you are kind to this person but in reality you don't love this person actually what is the most virtue that the people want to see in you kindness we read in Proverbs chapter 19 verse 22 what is desired in a man is kindness what the people desire to see in you to deal with them kindly I'm sure any one of us wants people to deal with him with kindness when people deal with us harshly they hurt us they wound us that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 19.22 what is desired in a man is kindness also kindness is one of the characteristics of a virtuous wife kindness is one of the characteristics of uh, the virtuous wife as we read in Proverbs 
chapter 31, verse 26. We read, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. When she speaks, she is wise. And also, on her tongue, the law of kindness. She is kind to her husband, she is kind to her children. A, a true mother is a compassionate and a kind mother, and also a compassionate and a kind wife. God actually is the source of all kindness. Saint Titus, Saint Paul in his letter to his disciple Titus, reflected on the kindness of God in chapter 3 from verses 3 to 7. Let us read these five verses and then let us analyze the kindness of God. He said, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. This, is, this was our condition. So we were in enmity with God. Foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Then St. Paul continues and says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward the man appeared, when the kindness and love of God toward man appeared, appeared how? not by works of righteousness, which we have done. So God actually did not show kindness and love toward us because we were righteous, not because of our work of righteousness, but according to his mercy, saved us. So while we are enemies, God is kind to us. While we are unworthy of his kindness, God is kind toward us. But according to his mercy, uh, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, if we analyze this passage about the kindness of God, we will find four elements. The first element Kindness came from a merciful heart. A merciful heart. As he said, he, but according to his mercy. If you want to be kind, you need to have a merciful heart. Number two, this kindness 
was not according to the worthiness of others. You cannot say, he is a bad person. I, I cannot deal with him with kindness. That's not kindness. Kindness God showed toward us while we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, hateful, hating one another. So he showed kindness to us out of his mercy, not according to our worthiness. Number three, he actually showed kindness to the enemies. We were his enemies. We were against him. Because every sin is directed against God. And lastly, this kindness was not in word, but in action, appeared in action. God the Father sent his son to die on the cross for our sake. So kindness should appear in action. Kindness is not just uh, beautiful words you say, to one another. So these four elements in the kindness of God coming from a merciful heart not based on our worthiness but directed toward us while we were enemies and appeared in action. There is no greater love than this to sacrifice his own life for our sake. Then comes the question, how I practice kindness? How I practice kindness? As I said in the beginning, if you practice kindness without being filled with the Spirit, you will be forcing yourself, but for some time, and then you cannot do it anymore. Or, you practice kindness without love. It will be hypocrisy. So number one, you need to be filled with the Spirit. You need to pray and ask God to fill your hearts with the fruit of the Spirit. To bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, goodness, self-control, faithfulness, and gentleness. But in practical terms, how do I know if I am practicing kindness or not? I will speak about five points. The first point Feel for others around you. A kind person is very sensitive to the feeling of others. One time the Lord was teaching, then some parents brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, 
he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hand on them, and blessed them. Here you can see how the Lord was sensitive to the feeling of these little children. So, if you are in a place and you see little children are mistreated, if you are a kind person, your heart will go to them. You will feel for them. And you will go and defend them as the Lord said. Not only little children. If you see an old man or woman standing or tired and you don't go and help them, you feel for them, then you don't have kindness. If you see people are making fun of one of the persons around you and you don't uh, defend this person, you don't have kindness. If you see even a person who is a sinner and the people looking down on him and you don't defend him, you don't have kindness. Remember the story of the sinful woman in the house of Simon the Pharisee. Simon looked down on her and judged her, but the Lord defended her and proved to Simon that she has more love than him. And he did the same regarding the other woman that was caught in action. And the Lord told them, whoever without sin, let him stone her with the first stone. That's kindness. Kindness is to feel for others around you, to feel for others around you. Without they talk to you, without them talking to you or asking your help, you feel for them and you go and help them. Uh, number two, comfort those around you, especially those who are looking for your approval and comfort. Some people are looking for our approval. Children looking for the approval of their parents. So they come and tell you, you know, I did so and so in school today and my teacher said this to me. If you don't approve and encourage them, then you don't have kindness. Let me give you an example. You know, during the time of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I want you to imagine the amount of pain that the Lord endured 
All night he did not sleep. He was in trial. So he did not sleep all night. Then after the trial, he was scourged 39 webs. And he was humiliated. Then they gave him the cross to carry. And he fell under the cross. So he was so tired, physically, emotionally, psychologically. Then the pain of suffering, crown of thorns, nails in his hand, in his feet. And when he was crucified, he was not crucified on a piece of a smooth wood like this or like the cross, no. It was a tree. Tree means the wood full of thorns. If, if actually, if you uh, touch a tree and you pass your hand on the tree, it will hurt you. Can you imagine the Lord, his back is full of wounds from the scourging. And then this back that's full of wound in, in, in touch with a tree that's rough and not smooth. And every time he's breathing or is speaking, he moves against this tree. And it is very, very, very painful. In the midst of all of this, the thief on his right hand, after was cursing the Lord Jesus Christ, then he believed in the Lord and looked at him, telling him, remember me, O Lord, when you come into your kingdom. And maybe in his mind, God will never accept me. I am a sinner. I spent all my life stealing and a thief, criminal. But the Lord, out of his kindness, he did not leave this thief wondering what would happen to me, whether my repentance is acceptable or accepted or not. And you know, it is very, very painful to speak, as I explained to you. But out of his kindness, he spoke to him and assured him that his repentance is accepted. And he told him, today you will be with me in the paradise. This kindness. This thief was looking for the approval was seeking a comforting word to comfort him. Many times people around us looking to hear a word of comfort, a word of approval, but we are very stingy in, in, in giving these words of comfort or approval. I told you, in the woman that was caught in sin, 
the Lord showed her kindness by defending her. But not only by defending her, but by giving her a word of comfort. When he told her, where are those who were complaining against you? Did anyone uh, judge you, condemned you? She said, no, master. He told her, me too, I will not condemn you. Go, but sin no more. True kindness toward this woman. She was looking for a word of comfort, a word of approval, and the Lord actually gave her this comfort and approval. Number three, be careful in choosing your words. Don't use harsh words. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Also in Proverbs 12, 18, there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword. There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. So, usually when we disagree with each other, couple, when they disagree with each other, they use harsh words. Parents and children, they use harsh words. Friends, they use, use harsh words. Either they become aggressive, uh, outwardly, or they become passive-aggressive. You frown in, in, in the face of the other to show him that you are upset and disappointed. There is no kindness when you are doing this. The Lord with the Samaritan woman, he has every right to judge her. Especially, she started the dialogue in a very defensive way and in attacking way. The Lord told her, give me drink. So she told him, how you ask me to give you drink and you are a Jewish and a Samaritan and we don't deal with one another. But the Lord, in his gentleness and kindness, started actually to calm her down. She was defensive, aggressive. But the tongue of the wise promotes health and healing. And a soft answer turns away wrath or anger. So by his soft answer, kindness and gentleness, he was able to make her to calm down. And then he came to a very uh, important moment in the dialogue. It is a moment of confrontation. He will confront her with her sins. And this woman 
lived with five men before, and now she is living with a man outside the boundary of marriage. So how the Lord confront her? He told her, go and get your husband. She said, I don't have husband. This answer is not a truthful answer or not an honest answer. But indeed, she doesn't have a husband. So the Lord took these words and told her, he, he could have told her, told her, yeah, you don't have a husband because you are living in sin, you are living in adultery, and this is not the first one, this is number six in your relationships. But the Lord didn't tell her. He told her, yes, you answered faithfully or truly or honestly because you had five husbands and the man with whom you are living now is not your husband. You said this truthfully. So between two words of compliment, he confronted her, but in a very kind way. There is difference between saying to a person, you are a liar, or you tell him, this story is not accurate. Big difference. It's the same message. But one message, you say it with gentleness and kindness. The other message, you say it harshly. You cannot say, you're a liar. But if you are a kind person, you can say, this story is not accurate. Like the Lord, he did not tell this woman, you are living in sexual immorality or adulterous, but he told her, the man with whom you are living is not your husband. Number four, show compassion to those who hurt you. It is, as, as I said about uh, the four elements in the kindness of God, how he showed compassion and kindness toward us while unworthy and his enemies. Uh, and God actually is too kind and too compassionate with us. That's why St. Paul in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, he told us, Do you despise the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? So, God is so kind toward us, but why he is kind toward us? to lead us to repentance. In the same way, when you show kindness toward others who hurt you, you will lead them to repentance. Eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth will not lead them for the repentance. When the Lord was in Gethsemane, after he prayed, then 
Judas came with soldiers from the high priests. And then one of the servants of the high priest, uh, Peter attacked him and cut off his ear. His name is Malchus. But the Lord, although this man came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Lord did not like what Peter did. And he rebuked Peter and told him, put the sword back in its grab. Those who kill by the sword, by the sword will be killed. And it was very more than enough that he rebuked Peter publicly. And I'm sure Malchus heard the rebuke. But no. The Lord actually went to Malchus and he healed him. Can you imagine this servant is coming to arrest me? And the Lord, out of his kindness, he healed him. That's actually kindness. When you show compassion even to those who hurt you. It's very easy to be kind to those who are kind to you. It's very easy to show compassion to the people who are nice to you and love you. But this is not kindness. Kindness when you show compassion to those who hurt you. The last point in kindness, encourage, motivate, validate, show appreciation and gratefulness. Even small work, show appreciation. The Lord told us that one cup of cold water will not be forgotten before God. So even if I offered somebody a cup of water, God will not forget this. He appreciates every little thing we do. He validates every little thing we do. He encourages us. He motivates us. You know, even the, the rich man, and the Lord in his foreknowledge, he foreknew that this rich man will leave him sorrowful because of the love of money. But when he asked him, do you know the commandments? And the rich man told him, yes, I know them from my youth. We read in the scripture that he looked at him and he loved him. It was clear in his eyes, in his facial expression, how he loved this person. That's kindness. He encouraged him. Encouragement, motivation, appreciation, validation, gratefulness. All these are different forms of kindness. So, how to apply the virtue of kindness in your life? Pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit that you bear the fruit of the Spirit in your heart. 
then feel for others around you, comfort those around you, be careful in choosing your words, don't use harsh words, show compassion to those who hurt you, encourage, motivate, validate, show appreciation and gratefulness. Kindness is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit and uh, every morning in our prayer we should ask God to give us this fruit in our life how to be kind one another because as I said we need to add kindness every day to our faith glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.